Everyone pays about another 5.9%, and the signs are, according to all the experts, this is not the peak of it. Inflation is at a 31-year high. Fair to say you can sheet some of this away to overseas influence. Things like fuel, got no control over that, shipping costs and the like. However, more than half is domestically driven, according to Kiwi Bank. So what on earth do we do about this? Grant Robertson is the finance minister. So I guess I guess it falls to you. Uh, very good morning. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Tim. How much is government spending contributing to this? Oh, not a significant amount. I mean, when you look into the into the detail of it, about 71% of the increases from, from two categories. One is essentially transport costs, price of oil. We've seen a 30% increase in the price of oil over the course of the last year. And then within the housing element of it, there is building supplies, which are obviously driven in large part by international issues. There are some issues, obviously, around the fact that, you know, we have a housing deficit. We're doing our, our level best to catch up on that. We're building a lot of houses. We've got a lot of consents coming through. But this is a global phenomenon and you'll see right around the world countries with highly elevated rates of inflation that does hit people hard in the pocket and I don't want to underestimate that you know it's really challenging for people but an awful lot of it relates to COVID supply chain and things that unfortunately will work their way through the system this year. Yeah that's not untrue what you say the United States I think their number was seven but Australia's only three and a half percent are we doing enough here to contain things? Interestingly, the Australian rate um, for the quarter was around about the same as ours, 1.3%, is 1.4 for us. Look, we, you know, we continue to be careful with our spending, but the reality is, if you were to, you know, cut health spending, that doesn't change the price of petrol. Um, we've got to be pretty careful about not cutting our nose off to spite our face. So obviously, we're 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 prudent with what we do, but there's a lot of things that we do need to be investing into in New Zealand, and we've got to keep doing those. Um, the Reserve Bank ultimately in our system is the is the is the agency charged with price stability and keeping inflation low and so obviously they've got their role and we'll continue to make sure we look after for those who are the most affected uh, by uh, the rise in the cost of living okay what do you mean by looking after the most affected what are you going to do Well, obviously, we know um, historically that inflation tends to affect those on the lowest incomes the most. And so we've obviously lifted um, incomes for the lowest income earners, both through um, increases to benefits. And there's a further one of those coming on the 1st of April, but also things like the minimum wage as well. Uh, And also, we've got a role to play in in competition policy. And I do think that's an important element, both in the fuel and supermarket sectors. We've been working hard to, to make sure that they're as fair as possible for people. Yeah, but interest rates are really the tool the Reserve Bank uses. Interest rates go higher, housing costs go higher, whether you're renting or trying to buy, housing costs go up because your landlord wants to pass it on. Uh, And then, of course, fuel, which keeps on feeding into this. This leaves a lot of families really squeezed, not families at the bottom either, families in the middle, Grant. Yeah, look, and obviously, as I say, I'm not denying that in any way at all. It's a tough set of circumstances for people. We've had historically incredibly low interest rates, and obviously, you know, the Reserve Bank um, have given a signal of their trajectory that they're on there, and that will have some impact on on people in terms of their household budgets. But, you know, as a country, what we've got to do is press on to be more productive, create more high-paying jobs, and make sure that we're spending the money we have wisely to support people into 
those into those careers and into that work. Uh, but there's no doubt cost of living increases are challenging. From a perspective of somebody who's trying to keep a roof over a family's head, I'm not sure challenging is necessarily the word that you might use. And there's very little opportunity to get more out of the boss. The labour market's tight, sure, uh, but the boss knows that if he jacks up uh, wages that everybody else will want more, and that just feeds the fire. Yeah, look, you know, obviously wages are negotiated um, between employers and employees and within the government we have a role in setting the minimum wage and, and we've consistently lifted that to help people meet their cost of living. But one of the one of the things that will happen over the next period of time is people will be looking um, in a fairly tight labour market to what, what they might be able to get in terms of wage increases. But that, in the end, as you're pointing out, can start fueling things. What we've got to do is be more productive, get more out of every hour that New Zealanders work, and that means improving our skills, that means lifting our investment in research and development, it means getting free trade deals over in the UK and Europe. These are the things that a government can do, not immediate, but about making sure that the economy overall is working well and producing jobs. This is what every country in the world's facing, and we do have monetary policy tools that are designed to deal with this, and the Reserve Bank will no doubt be thinking about that. I'd like to get a quick thought from you, please, uh, before we let you go on the poll and Labour holding at 40. Uh, However, the Prime Minister seems to have lost some of her sparkle. Why is that? I don't know about that. I was talking to her yesterday and she had plenty of sparkle. Uh, I think In terms of the poll numbers, <laughs> you know very well what I mean. Uh, but look, you know, we've faced a number of really tough decisions over the last couple of years and I absolutely get the fact that New Zealanders have got a lot of fatigue from COVID. Actually, we need to take a step back and realise that as a country we've done really well. You know, we've actually not only taken on the first phase of COVID but also Delta as well. Um, but no doubt when we have to make hard calls and tough decisions. Occasionally that can impact on the way that people are thinking of us, but we're holding up pretty well. All right, thanks very much. Grant Robertson, Finance Minister, with us this morning.